everyone. You're listening to Heaving Bosoms, the podcast where two romance-loving best friends recap kissing books for you with our own comedic flair. This is the start of our winter hiatus. For the next four weeks, Aaron and I are taking a bit of a podcast snoozer. We're reading whatever the hell we want, planning some fun things to come, and taking deep, cleansing breaths to prepare for remembering things in 2021. It's going to be a hardship. During this time, we're going to be re-releasing some of our favorite episodes from our back catalog. These might be episodes we have fond memories of, or episodes that started inside jokes that have become shorthand, that sort of thing. Patrons, never fear, we will still have some new content for you this month. So, first up, we've got part one of The Covert Captain, or A Marriage of Equals, by Janelle M. Ferreira. You'll find part two already waiting for you in our back catalog, which is episode 105. Take care of yourselves, HBs. That's what we're doing. Hello, Aaron, Aaron, Aaron. <laughs> melody, melody, melody. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> ah, what's up? Oh, oh what? man, what is up? I'm thinking about getting my IED going out. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, <laughs> listener, I just want you to know, this isn't like we were like for the pie. This is really how Melody starts conversations. <laughs> This isn't like we have notes beforehand and we're like, okay, this is what we're going to talk about. This is, You could call Melody on the phone and you'd be like, hey, what's up? And she'd be like, thinking about getting that IUD yoinked up. That's right. I'm thinking about pulling the trigger. <laughs> well, you know my experience with an IUD? Yeah. Poked right on through that uterus. So. Yeah. Oof. Oof. Uh, so, yeah, I say take them all out. Yep, it's not it's yeah. not a different body's different. Just eradicate them all. It poked <laughs> through my uterus, so they should all die. Yeah, What's fair. fair. The IUDs, not women. What's up? What's happening? <laughs> I didn't make that clarification. I, I didn't want anyone thinking I meant they should all die. Fair. About women, you never no, know. Not about the women's. No. So no, you know what? It's Wait, just them. Are you having another? We cannot Aaron, have another no! baby. Aaron. No! How <laughs> dare you even put that into the universe on us? No! Shops okay. closed! No! No! <laughs> oh God! Okay. No, good. I'm not trying to get knocked up again. No. Okay. Whew. Scared me. Yeah, I got the IUD because I needed a long-term form of birth control. I've had it now for, gosh, I guess five months, which doesn't seem like a super long time in IUD land, and that's sort of why I've been holding out. But I got it because I get like PMDD symptoms. I, mm. you know, when I, when I do, I go premenstrual, but I get like down. It is not good. What, what do you mean? I haven't noticed these symptoms. <laughs> Please tell me. <laughs> Shut up, Aaron. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Was what? that the case? Ooh. <laughs> yes. Sorry. So, 
but the problem that I've been having, because I was like, all right, hormonal IUD. Once I stop spotting, I won't have a period ever again. And I was doing my whole, like, you know, goddamn jubilant celebration. And I, I jubilized too soon. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> because lately I've been, I sorry, listener, uh, I've been spotting for like two weeks nonstop. Yeah. And that just means that instead of having no period or having like frequent periods, I'm just like PMDD for two weeks straight did you get this the copper kind what'd you get what'd you get i got the hormonal because the hormonal will like stop you from doing that and will like uh fix your hormonal fluctuations yeah i had the copper one yeah so i'm still on the fence because they say that at first it's a hard transition and then it gets better but like is five months not long enough i ask you oh according to the army the army wouldn't take mine out for until at least six months because they said <gasps> that my extreme debilitating cramping was probably due to the side effects. I can't uh, even. So I know that it's six months is what the like label says on the side of the ID. All right. Maybe I'll hold out for a little hey, while Hey, I'm not saying, listen, I'm all for yanking them out. Yank them out. <laughs> That's right. Get them out of there. Throw them in the fire. Get you yeah. a cooey and have it. Use the rhythm method if right you have out. to. Get it out of there. <laughs> I can't Don't believe you didn't hear my Ice Planet Barbarian. I did. Joke I just heard now. it. Yeah. <laughs> I <think> you just <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Splat. All right. Well, we have to talk about more lady things today. Is that what happened in this book? <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, we. I know. I I'm know. sorry. I'm sorry. Do you know? <laughs> I. <laughs> Wait. First of all, listener. We are talking about The Covert Captain by Janelle M. Ferreira. I'll have you know that when I do that, you're like, there's an intro, Aaron. Why are you? <laughs> no, I know. Oh, no, you're totally right. Mm-hmm. What a dummy. Yes. Yeah. What a dummy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what a dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that's what we're talking about. Um, what happens in it? <laughs> Listen. <laughs> okay, so Aaron, I have done a thing. <clears throat> because... <laughs> I don't because know what plot is. I, I don't know what it is. I had a really tough time. And when I told you about this a couple of weeks ago, because we read it and then we were like, oh, we have a break. I got the I got the order mixed up is what happened. So I started mm-hmm. reading this book early. Mm-hmm. And then I started reading it and I was like, oh, my God, maybe the audible will help. So I got the audio book. I did and the then same I talked thing. To, did you? Oh, my God. Uh-huh. And that, that made it worse, right? Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. So then I talked to Aaron and I was like, honestly, Aaron. This book is so England Times, I don't think I know what's going on. I got the audible because I thought that, like, the words on the page, that, like, I didn't know what they were because <laughs> they were so weird to me. That mm-hmm. sometimes when I read them and I was like, that word isn't a real word, Correct. then I would sound it out and then I'd be like, oh, that word is old timey, this word. <laughs> and so I thought, oh, the audible will help me. Yeah. Because she will say the words and then Correct. I will be able to associate them with what real words. Sure. It didn't help. And it didn't do that for me. Didn't do that for me. You know why? Pronouns. Pronouns confused the fuck out of me in this yeah, book. That because was once you switch to the audible, because there are parts of this book that are in italics mm-hmm. and are like flashbacks. And in those parts, they use different pronouns for the same character who's masquerading Correct. as a man. And so I would just be like, are we in italics or did they just get in trouble? I don't understand because it's in the war. The italics are in the war. I'm doing a bad yeah. job already. And we're only however many. I don't know. Yeah. Anyway, you said yeah, you well, did a thing. So, was it taking notes, I hope? Because, I did. I did okay, take good, notes. Good, good, yeah, good. yeah. No worries. Okay, no worries. All right. No, but also, 
there's been a time or maybe a few times in the history of this podcast in which I have been a little bit, I don't know, perhaps smug about my England Times knowledge, little as it is, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Yeah. That's fair. I'm thinking back specifically to like, I think when you first started explaining England Times to me, I think it was during the um, Duke and I episode. And I was like, well, this is a Regency yeah. Era, blah, yeah, blah, you blah. were real smug about it. You I really like, was. Think this kind of dress, not that kind of dress. And I'm like, I don't fucking <clears throat> care what kind of dress it turns Correct. out, unless it matters, you know, to the plot. So I have been put in my place, and as a result, I have written you a formal apology in the form of a spoken word poem. <laughs> so no, here you go. Melody, <laughs> Are Melody, you Melody. ready? <laughs> you know how I hate a spoken word poem. <laughs> Listen, I'm apologizing, and you will take it in the way I give it. We'll see. (laughs) Okay, here we go. Ahem. Whilst I did lay my eyes upon these 203 and 30 pages of florid prose, many a time, I knew not what in the sweet fuck was (laughs) happening (laughs) between any character or place. For in England times it was written, and for England times (laughs) eyes and ears was it, perhaps, meant only. (laughs) <laughs> there may be humor hidden within, but I could not grasp it with my desperate claws, nor could I discern anything that might put a spark betwixt my nethers, though I did search That's sharpish. Firefly. That's not England. <laughs> it's Firefly. You know it. Fuck you! <laughs> and some of this is just Yoda. Shut up! Keep going. Keep going. <laughs> For in England times, I am deaf and blind, and in smattering French, am I even further mired in depths of most arduous confusion. So thusly, and hereupon too, never again, smug nor gloating, shall I be. And (laughs) fiend. I accept it. Thank you. (laughs) There are so many things in there, in that poem, uh, that I want to pull out and comment Mm. on. Hmm. There are... Times in this book where characters are dying laughing. And I have no, <laughs> no idea. Clue why. There are times in this no book idea. where characters are speaking French. And I didn't think they were French. <laughs> why are they no. French? And they've got Sometimes. like they've got like they talk about how much they hate the frogs and they've just come back from some sort of Napoleonic war. Is that what frogs mean? Yes! Oh my god! Sometimes they're like, oh, leave it to the frogs. I'll let the frogs have them. I'm like, god, they're weird about frogs. Ribbit, ribbit. <laughs> Splash like, the first lily time I'm like, what a weird England times he's saying. Whatever, leave it to the frogs. Cheese on toast. Whatever, fuck it. Then, like, the seventh time, I was just like, this author has a fascination with frogs. <laughs> Listen, you guys, I didn't know what was going on a lot, so I hope that my notes are accurate to what happened in the plot. I honestly don't know. It was so England times, I couldn't. I I couldn't. I didn't know. The words aren't words. The words aren't words. One time, somebody mentions the Batman. Did you notice that? What? No. Batman. Like Batman. Oh, yeah, I do remember that. And I was like, like, this is what is that? The Batman. Yeah. That's not a thing. What could that possibly mean? A man with a bat? Like, with a bat. You know, like a bat. Like, not a Not a flutter, flutter bat. 
maybe a cricket bat was was cricket a thing i watched i don't know all of downton abbey and i don't claim <laughs> to remember a lot of the words but i feel mm. like one of those downstairs people would have been a batman i mean she's gotta be there's a footman you know how could you not have a batman a, a batman batman, <laughs> batman. <laughs> <laughs> alfred get me um, my grilled cheese <laughs> you know what half grilled cheese and cheese on toast I'm sorry, you're so right. Anyway, okay, so this is this is a book written by a time traveler. <laughs> she what she is. She's incredible. I checked to see if this was a book that was actually written in Regency Times. <laughs> and this is a book about lesbians, you guys. And I checked yes. to yeah. see yeah. if it was written <laughs> in old timey England times. Because it was so Englandy. This woman there's one of two things. Okay. This woman must have a PhD in uh-huh. England times. Right. And on top of that, want to research every single teeny tiny crumpet of yeah. England times. Which is and bread. And spell all the words. Talia Hibbert taught us that. Sorry. Great. What was it? Crumpets are bread. Talia yeah, Hibbert okay. taught yeah, us that. Okay. But like <laughs> every little crumpet crumb... Mm. And then spell all the words just like they would have been spelled back then. And she's yes. like really fascinated by that. Or we have a time traveler. I know. And based on this book and my experience reading it, I feel like the latter is more probable. Mm-hmm. I agree. Time traveler. Agree. All right. Okay. So also, Aaron mentioned it before, but this is a lady lady book. But for roughly half of it, we're in Harriet's perspective. And Harriet is the cis presenting woman in the book mm-hmm. where and and when it's from her perspective until like halfway through the book, the other woman um, has presented herself as a man. Right. So we are going to use the pronouns that they use in the time that they use it. So if Nora Nathaniel, that's one of the characters is Nora yeah. Nathaniel. And when she has flashbacks, she thinks of herself, or like when we're in her inner monologue, mm-hmm. she thinks of herself in she, her pronouns. Right. However, when Harriet thinks of her, Harry, Harriet, Harry is her uh, nickname. Come on. Why do you got to have a male name? <laughs> I know. <laughs> anyway, sorry. Uh, Harriet, so, Harry. So when she thinks of Nathaniel, that's mm-hmm. who she knows Nora as at first, she thinks in he pronouns, and that right. is what we are going to do until that changes. But then is it not true that once she figures it out, she thinks of her and she pronouns? Yes, that's what I'm saying. Once once she okay. figures it out, she does think of her in she pronouns, but she does every once in a while, especially when they're in, in public, she refers to her as man all the time. So like she'll say like at one point she refers to Nora as um her lord captain when they're getting when they're like putting on their wedding clothes spoiler yeah. alert you guys so <laughs> so like at that point she you just calls, spoiled it for me cause. I know <laughs> <laughs> so she calls her like madam and Nora and she her until she addresses her as captain and then that is mm-hmm. of course the the he anyway. Okay, so we open up in chapter one, and we start in Nora's inner monologue, and it's a flashback to her being in war ti- war times. Mm-hmm. But she is talking about herself as a she, even though she's like commanding men and like you know she's doing the whole thing. Then she gets woken up out of this dream, 
and somebody is calling down to her. Her former superior officer, Sherborne, but she often refers to him as Sherry. Everybody refers to him as Sherry. <laughs> it's very confusing. Is he, is he an earl? What is he? He's What's a, his deal? He is a... He's a major and also an earl. Yes. Okay. He is both a major and an earl. Yes, because he's the second son, but older son died. So right. then the soldier became the earl when he didn't expect to. He was the okay. soldier first. I so. can't wait for you to tell me all about this book that I <laughs> read so almost twice. <laughs> I know. It was so hard. Okay. So uh, Sherry brings Nathaniel down. Nathaniel gets back into his Nathaniel headspace. Okay. And he comes back down the stairs, gets introduced to Sherry's sister, Harry. May I read the part where he's yes. called down? Yes. Nathaniel, the major earl. Nope. <laughs> no, Fucking no, no, Sherry. Shellborne. Sherry. Sherborne. Sherborne. Yes. The major <laughs> earl says, come down. Bloody frog, bloody porters in bloody Calais. That's C-A-L-A-I-S. Capitalized yes. type. It's a, it's a have place. Have made a muck of baggage. Yes. The campaign chests are well enough, but none of the bloody tack arrived. Yes. The fuck is that paragraph? What okay. is it? I understood. Okay, so Come they- down. <laughs> and I think I know what tack is. So, Sherry and Nathaniel are coming, are just arrived to Sherry's country seat. His home in the country. Yes, I they did have, get that. Yes. They have been in Paris keeping peace after some sort of Napoleonic war slash campaign that I can't even pretend to know anything about. But they stayed in Frogtown after the war to keep peace. So now they're coming back and he's saying the stupid Frenchmen who are in charge of baggage and their cavalrymen. So tack is the horse stuff. Didn't know what it was. I thought right? it was the hard tack from boats that you eat that's hard. <laughs> I ate it in middle school. We made it to learn yeah, about no. the Mayflower. No. What's up? So, okay. Um, not that. It's no. uh, the, the horse Here's the thing. Equipment. You don't need to explain this to me. You I'm just saying know. that's the level at every sentence that I need no, explained really. to me. Yeah, same. That's a random sentence. That's not a overly complicated one. I've got a few of those uh, okay, good, that I've good. plucked okay, out. Okay, great. Okay. So then the next day, so he like bows over her hand and he thinks to himself, she gives him this this sharpish look because mm-hmm. there, there are things are always sharpish. <laughs> and he's like, oh no, she knows. She's She can see the ladiness underneath the manness. But then it's not that at all. She's being, par- he's being paranoid. No, I would say she at this point because it's mm-hmm. from her perspective. God damn That's it. That's the thing. The, the, uh. <sighs> so. Let's just say Fleming or Nathaniel. Okay, it's, it's, fla- it's from Nathaniel Fleming's perspective, who right. is also Nora Fleming. Okay. Yes. So the next day at breakfast, they're breakfasting together. And Harriet's like, hey, P.S., I know why my fool brother brought you here, you marriageable age what is his rank captain, captain. yeah it's on the cover melody i know Jeez, right god damn it so like don't think i'm gonna fall for it and don't think that like you're marrying me and he's like no i'm i'm just here because i have literally nowhere else to go so uh thanks and then <laughs> sherry's outside hunting for grouse or something yes and the gunshots get into his his um ptsd brain and so between that and her being like don't you think you're gonna marry me he like flees the room mm-hmm. so then 
she interrupts him playing the pianoforte and she says that she needs an ally because her stupid whore cousin is coming and i okay. say that because she says that let's There's talk so about mean. dorcas the whore cousin <laughs> can i read this paragraph yes. you guys dorcas the whore cousin all right <laughs> so lady harriet <laughs> goes up to Nathaniel Nora and is basically like, I need your help because my whore cousin is here. Yeah, and I hate And her. Nathaniel Nora is like, yeah, I'll Fleming. hang out with you, but just Fleming is like, I'll hang out all day long, but I don't right. know how to do any of this shit. I can't play cards. I don't do right. small talk, which, fine. Sorry, I have, that's one of my pet peeves is people are like, I don't do small talk. I only do deep good talk. Like, yeah, just, totally. just hang out or draw or, you know, do the lady. I don't do any lady stuff. This is Harriet's response. Uh-huh. <laughs> Bother cards. I want the pianoforte. One one word, apparently. Yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I want the pianoforte. So I needn't hear her speak. Mother is her life. Ah, the happy home. She has seven living children, do you know? And if she'd gotten any of them by her husband, she'd be locked up with the French disease. Yeah. Are we to believe that Dorcas mm-hmm. the cousin... Yeah. See, I have to like read that paragraph twice and then carry the one and like do some division. <laughs> Dorcas, the cousin, has seven kids, all of which are not with her husband because her husband has syphilis. Yeah. And she has apparently never fucked him in Everdom, question mark. Yeah. Seven kids. <laughs> and also, they lock you up for having syphilis. Is that a thing? I don't. I have no idea. Maybe because because when you go mad. Uh-huh. Maybe. They lock you up. Also, when she exclaims motherhood is her life, is Mm -hmm. it because Dorcas is only all about motherhood and Harriet is making fun of her for that? Or is she being sarcastic because she doesn't give a shit about her seven illegitimate children? I have literally no idea. I don't know because Mm -hmm. I think it's a joke, but I don't know what what the joke is. I don't know what is funny. Yeah. No, same. Okay. All right. Cool. 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 Okay. So then, just so you know, this makes Nathaniel Nora laugh so hard. So funny! That he drops all his shit and like spits. Um, and I was just like, what is it though? What is this? I want in <laughs> I on it. I want to know. know. And every time that smug goddamn audible artist is like, <laughs> on the goddamn audible, I'm just like, tell me what joke is though. Explain the joke. Way, though, she's great. I, she I just great. believed that the audible narrator was great. I just, I felt like she wasn't my ally because she was never like, <laughs> Stop, Aaron. This is what this means. All right, it's me, Violet. Just me and you here right now. Um, this was Same. the joke because I need to know whether or not Nathaniel Nora is laughing because Dorcas cheated hates on her, her husband seven or times, or children? hates her children, or loves them too much. Yeah. Anyway, okay, <laughs> okay. So then they go to dinner with the fool husband and Dorcas, the whore cousin, and uh, Sherry, and <laughs> the other two. And there's talk of war. And Sherry keeps calling Nathaniel Spaniel. Mm-hmm. And they they need like that explained. So basically like it's we that need another name. I know. I don't Can need I it. Talk to yes. you about how handsome our currently male hero is. Yes, please do. <laughs> Harriet knew him handsome enough, semicolon. Oh. But she would not have called it quite that, <laughs> though his fair cue was smoothly drawn and not mm. so silver tipped as Sherry's. And his face was, well, it was. Mmm, hot stuff. <laughs> really getting you going right there. 
<laughs> his face was well it was it existed anyway, <laughs> i get it because the author can't really describe him at this point like super manly handsome because he is not a man so i i get it but it was just kind of like i guess but it's been over a decade that she's yeah. cast for a man among a metric fuck ton of men well you know it's really weird because if harriet at this point was like what a beautiful woman who i'm attracted like there's really no way for harriet to yeah i think that's the best the audio the the author could do at this moment for like mm. physical attributes and their effect on harriet because sure. later in the book Harriet obviously finds out that Nathaniel is actually Nora and yeah. comes to be good with that and loves her for her feminine qualities like boobs. Mm -hmm. So if at this point she was like, Ooh, look at those boobs, we'd be like, what? <laughs> yeah, no, I know. Well, no, we find out a bit more, a bit more about Harriet too, although it took me two reads to figure out what the fuck it was. I can't wait to find out. Yeah, I know, right? So... So basically, he calls him Spaniel because mm -hmm. at first, when he was like calling over the fields, he couldn't make Nathaniel come out of his mouth. So he would call him Faniel. But then he became Spaniel when Sherry got super sick and Nathaniel like basically sunk his teeth in and like wouldn't let him die. He kept on nursing him back to health. And so at that point, he became Spaniel because he was like a dog with a bone making him healthy or something. Anyway, I didn't get it, but it was whatever. So. Then there's this weird parlor scene in which the women are being women inside and there's a horses and a hooves and a thunderous yeah. hoofing. They go outside. to the window. What's that oh. hoofing? What's, what's the hoofing? And she leans out the window. Harry does. And she's like, what do you down there? Good, sir. And he's like, breaking a, a fucking horse, my oh. madam. No, 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 no. <laughs> that is not no? what is said. Are you sure? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it went. So, <laughs> um, no, I believe that Nathaniel was endeavoring to something, something. Stay I on. don't know. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Anyway, so this horse is like doing doing laps around the house, and it's not doing great things. And then her stupid whore cousin. I am only saying it like that because that is how she basically says it every time. Oh God, we could just call her by her given name Dorcas and have the same effect. <laughs> I know, poor Dorcas. Dorcas! Oh. But like literally every time, like at, at dinner before, Dorcas was trying to ask questions and she was like, oh, ho, ho, Nathaniel, don't bother asking, like trying to converse with this dullard over here. <laughs> like dorcas sucks and also have i told you about her seven illegitimate children like but it's like a, in it's a lot. defense like dorcas, dorcas does suck she does suck yeah so yeah no i know it's it's a never-ending circle with these two <laughs> yeah. it's just an ass eating its tail nope a snake eating its, <laughs> a snake eating its tail <laughs> But also, isn't a snake eating its tail like a religious something something? <laughs> I, I don't know. It makes know. a circle. Just, it keeps just, going. just say a circle. <laughs> just, just say a circle. God, you don't have to be as complicated as the book. <laughs> <laughs> okay, pull it together, Melody. All right, so. Can I sorry <laughs> i was playing like password what's the what's the game where you like pass the thing around and you try to get people to guess what the thing is that you're no holding idea. with the words i don't remember you've got it's like charades but you talk uh but you just can't say the word i think it's password 
But okay. somebody had the thing and it said vicious circle and they were trying to get people <laughs> say vicious circle and everyone was yelling. Was like, like I knew what it was, but I wasn't on that team. And like David and the other people on this team were yelling things like mean sphere. Like, <laughs> every, I was just like, how do you not? Like, it was like manipulative oval. And they were being serious. They're like mean circle. Like, <laughs> so weird, man. At least they didn't say ass eating its tail. <laughs> <laughs> okay, all right. I could have, I could have turned that around too. Had I been quicker on my feet, I could have said, "No, no, Aaron, you silly goose." I said, "Asp eating its tail," but That's, I didn't. <laughs> but also, like, I would have made even more fun of you for that asp. Mm-mm. Yeah, yeah, Cleopatra's snake. I know what an tail. asp is. I got you. I know what it is. <laughs> I wasn't joke explaining you. I was just super. <laughs> I wasn't. <sighs> okay. Okay. Sorry. All right. Dorcas so is a then- whore and she's at, they're in the parlor. <laughs> Basically, yeah. she like age shames her, I think. Yeah, she does. She's like, oh, you're, you've been let it, let it off to roost for a while with your <laughs> been age on the and shelf. your shelfness. I knew yeah. what a shelf was. There we but, go. I know. Yeah. I knew that from Nine Rules to Break when Romance mm-hmm. in the Rake. Thank goodness. Um, then she's like, well, I only have like 200 pounds a year or something, which I know from Sense and Sensibility is not very much. And then she's like, well, that's that's all. That's my only, I think, asset. And Dorcas is like, are you sure that's your only asset, cuz? And she's like <laughs> shaking her titties at her and stuff. She's not. Basically... Oh. <laughs> I didn't know if she was. I was like, really? Because there's a whole thing with slippers here that I didn't understand. Slippers? Yeah. For some reason, at some point, she yells, "Come now, eternal damnation for old slippers." Um, oh no, I don't know what that I means. Think she, with I or think without she might context, go outside in her slippers. Maybe, yeah, because after she's like, hey, you could use that body, though. She's like, well, cuz I'm going for a walk because I hate you. So she does that. And then she goes a walking and he talks her into riding the horse that was Nathaniel just... Nora does. Yes. And I think what happens is he gets on the horse and then he pulls her up so that she's sort of side saddle in front of him, maybe. Mm-hmm. And then the scene ends and it's done. Um, but before that, he's like, oh, but I bet you could learn to ride a stride as well. And then, mm-hmm. like, sort of gets embarrassed about I don't know what. Maybe it's the talk about break. I, listen, I don't know. So, I think the word a stride is very embarrassing, just generally. Mm-hmm. It's like, ooh, well, the legs spread apart in that one. Yeah, I also think that um, she maybe says it in the context of, like, you could be broken to ride a stride because he's thinking about breaking the horse, but then talking about breaking a lady is a badness. <sighs> Listen, we don't know, you guys. It's over. If that Listener, seems done, we're moving We don't on. know. <laughs> okay. Um. So then he entertains them on the pianoforte. Dorcas is being weird about singing and languages or something. Nobody yeah, knows. Something about Dorcas. That's right. And then, then there's a horse outside to see him. You guys, there's a horse. Malabar. <laughs> 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 Malabar, bar, Malabar, bar, Malabar, Malabar. Malabar. <laughs> yes, this horse 
Do you guys Sherry remember Pegasus has rescued from his horse Blue? from the frogs? Yeah. This no, horse. don't ever mention that book again. I, but uh, listen, <laughs> I posit that Pegasus did nothing wrong except survive. Fair. This horse is even more majestical than mm-hmm. Pegasus and has survived and even more whatever immortal. French war we're in. There are so many bayonets, you guys. Can I talk about how when they rescued this horse from frogs, how confused <laughs> I was? <laughs> Like, I'm not kidding. Like, this isn't a joke for the podcast. Like, I couldn't. Like, I I had, I had heard French people called frogs one time in my life, and I had to yeah. look it up, and I promptly forgot it. Now I remember right. it, now that we're having this conversation. I know. And it was... Man, the frogs had got her. But yeah, I was like, certainly they cannot mean frogs. So this must just be like a weird English saying. <laughs> I've, I've been rescued from the frogs. Right. No, I hear you. <sighs> Swamps are a tricky business. And ponds, too. You don't want to get David Sedaris. It was David Sedaris who called oh, okay. French people froggies. Oh, yeah, because he lived in he lived in yeah. Paris for a minute and wrote about it. Like, what the hell is he talking about? And then I looked it up, and then <laughs> now it's been seven years. So <laughs> Okay, so they flirt over Malabar. Fleming is like, Sherry, you shouldn't have gotten me this. This is too much and it's a costliness and the whole thing. And Sherry's like, hum, 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 old, old friend, old codger, you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I got you the horse. And so now they you'll talk have in it. French for a while. They I do. They, they speak a many Frenches. English. I don't. <laughs> With a <laughs> hatred of the French. I don't yeah. know why they do that. Yeah. I know. Okay, so the next day, Fleming and Sherry are. I think what they're doing is taking their war horses for a man picnic. What's comfits? Like, just the two of them? What's a comfits? Listen, What's comfits? It might be a pastry or a candy. I can't tell if it's a pastry or a purse. Sometimes it <laughs> seems to be a purse. Because here it seems like it's a candy. But then later, mm-hmm. she's doing like a, do I have my phone and keys and like whatever, oh. whatever. And she's like, oh, I'll just put this in my comfits. I'm like, oh, what no. the fuck? That's a purse now? Stop putting that in your candy. (laughs) Also, candy violets are very hard to make, and they're talking about giving them to a horse, or maybe that's a joke. I don't... Listen. All right. Sorry. Anyway, continue with the plot. (laughs) It's just something that I highlighted and put a big question mark by. What is comfits? (laughs) And it will come back. Yes. Fleming and Sherry are taking their war horses on a man picnic, I think. <laughs> yes, that's, I that don't is know what's for happening. Sure. That is, I believe, what's happening. Because there is okay. talk about how one of them has... They've dressed them the all up in their battle horse gear. They have? Tr- yes. Oh, yeah, that's part of it. Okay. When, <laughs> I, I think... I think... So when Harry comes outside, she's like, Whoa, you've got all your horses dressed up in their battle horse gear. And somebody says... We have to do this sometimes even in peacetime so that they can get used to it. And she's like, oh, okay. Can I get up on there? And they're like, no, no, no. This weighs six stone, which is just an England, not England times thing. But I still don't know what I I think that's 14 pounds. A a stone, I think, is 14 pounds. So six times 14, which is not math I'm going to do. No. Anyways, (laughs) so why am I trying? Why is my brain trying to do it? Stop it. So then... Um, she wants to get on the horse and they're like, oh, we'll just shed some of this other weight. Yeah. And then one of them says, not me, because the lunch is in Listen, mine. Sherry says that because he doesn't so, want a woman coming on their man picnic. Well, he also says that the horse, will, because it's a fancy war horse, will buck any woman that gets on it because yeah. 
it's for wars. Yeah, we go over that later. Basically, Sherry is telling tales to keep mm-hmm. her away from his horse or something. Yeah, he says that, that any horse she comes <laughs> near that's a war horse will eat her. Eat her. Just and eat her Harriet, right up. Our <gasps> dear heroine believes that. So yeah. I believe that it is a man picnic with gear. That's what I think. Okay, fair. They're going on a horse ruck with some food. With some foods. Fair. So Fleming gets his pack off and he pulls her up and then we don't even see the picnic. They just fuck off into and then it's the next scene. That's the other thing. The scenes happen. So with the audible, all of a sudden, like we're at church and stuff. Yeah. I wish there would have been like a little doodly doo between the scenes or something because sometimes and there should have been music under the flashbacks too. something. Yeah. Something. Yeah. Again, not the narrator's fault. I really did. No. Like the narrator. Same. I mean, she didn't have any kind of English accent at all, which I no. thought was odd, which is also one reason I really liked the narrator. Sorry, yeah. English HBs. But sometimes when it's in an accent the whole time through my brain, because it's not my accent, my brain can't latch on yeah. to it as well. So I appreciate. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So then. Then my next note is they go riding at 3 a.m. Question mark, question yes, mark, question Yes, I liked it. I did too, but I but I couldn't tell what time because she said things about lunch or half something. She said half past three. She says it's half past three. Yeah, but then it's like talking about some sort of noonday meal somewhere in there too. So it took oh. me a while to figure out it was three in the goddamn morning, but that's what it is. Half past three in the goddamn morning. That's Or maybe it's 2.30 because I don't remember what half three is whether it's before <laughs> or after <laughs> but basically fleming comes to her door at 3 a.m in breaches no with breaches no with yeah. with breaches and then yeah. um sorry i just like saying breaches like that so then <laughs> like taps quietly on her door more so than what a dog would but less so, like she's very specific <laughs> about the tap That's anyway true. so there's a tapping and then she's reading frankenstein yeah and gets up and uh answers the door and he's all like, let's go riding on a horse. And she's like, it's 3 a.m. And he's like, well, I'd rather do it now so that your brother doesn't murder mm-hmm. me in a duel seeing me in the sunshine teaching you how to ride a horse. Right. And she's like, well, that's I'm not wearing breeches and riding. I'm a lady. I'm the sister of an earl. And he's like, mm-hmm. uh, you're going to come with me and ride this horse. or I'm going to tell you how your book ends. Yeah. And that was kind of cute because she was like, Tell me how yeah, my book and she's ends. like, "How dare you, you, yeah. you scoundrel!" Yes, and it's very cute. It was very cute, and mostly because I understood it. I was like, "Got it." Put it no, in my pocket. Banter. I understood that scene. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So then that happens. They talk about how Sherry's been lying to her about violent horses, about and- how horses don't eat women harriet i mostly right. liked harriet but this one was a little <laughs> bit rough for me to <laughs> <laughs> but also there are a couple of confusing things first she says that horse is naked but then there's clearly stirrups in a saddle so like are lady saddles bigger or more draped then he's like are you do you lace madam and she's like i don't lace at 3 a.m and then he's I, like sherry think- has a corset I think I can explain. Tell me everything. So I believe she says that the horse is naked because it does not have a bit or any reins. Oh, yeah, because she pulls on its mouth. Hey, guys, if you're riding out there, any of you, just check your bridle 
and how close you're holding the rein. Because there is three quarters of you out there, I'm not going to lie, you're pulling too hard on your horse's pulling mouth. Too hard. I'm just telling you that. Stop it. Or just don't use, don't use a bit at all. Yeah. You don't have to. Yeah. And apparently, Nathaniel Nora has seen her horse, which has apparently been murdered in the mouth by her. Yeah. Because <laughs> so, she's afraid. Yeah. Because she's afraid. So I think that's the nudity thing. Okay. Okay. I think that there is a corset that old-timey England men wore mm-hmm. for riding to be huh. posture. I don't Weird. know that from anything but context in this scene. Okay. So I think that Nathaniel Nora expected mm-hmm. for Harriet to put her corset on before they went downstairs because you're supposed to wear a riding corset. Nathaniel Nora, how did you expect her to do that in three minutes without a maid? I don't I don't know. What here's Honestly. what I know is Nathaniel Nora touches Harriet on her back yeah, to get and she her, feels it because she's not laced. Yeah, to get her Ooh. posture to be to get her to not quote sit like a pudding. Listen, <laughs> Nathaniel Nora <laughs> Some of us sit like a fucking pudding. Yeah. Okay? Yeah. And it's hot. Okay? It's yeah. hot when I sit like a pudding. That's okay? right. How dare you? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> don't, don't sit like a pudding. Sit up straight. And so, and but she feels that touch and she oh, likes it. It does things. Yeah. Okay. The end. So then she talks him into going to church. Yes. And there's talk of bootmen and superior officers that went right over my head. Then... Well, at whoa, church. Whoa, wait, wait. Oh man. When she, I'm sorry, but when she talks about going to church, she walks in on him getting ready in the morning. Yeah, and it's before. Oh, he and has, he's only in his shirt sleeves. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what that means, but I, I think it's just a shirt. Is there pants? Yeah, I think. Okay, so it's he just pants. Have a coat on. Okay, so we're we're, we're he's serving up Jamie Fraser uh, realness. Yeah, with that <laughs> open shirt situation. Okay, well, he can't be too open because he's got boobs. He's got uh, bandages. Um, So she walks in on Nathaniel Nora and without boots on because apparently Nathaniel Nora stuffs boots so that he can appear taller and more like a man. And a bigger man. Yeah. Yeah. And also little feet. Nathaniel Nora's hair is down and Harriet thinks that he looks like a woman in this scene. Okay. So just putting that out there. And I think she's kind of into it a little bit. No, she's definitely into it. Yeah. Yeah. She's been into it. Yeah. So then at church, my note is Sherry talks him into escorting her in or out. It's out. (laughs) That's my note. They're walking home. I thought they were walking too. Oh, God. No, they're fucking walking home. I thought so too. Okay. So then she tells him to call her Harry. It's the Christian name thing. Madam. How dare you? What? This is the weirdest shit ever. Huh? Then she goes running. Hem. But I do not like being at evens with you. It bores so. She considered a moment fiddling with her lily white Sunday tucker. She let go oh, of God. his... What does it mean? She let go of his arm and said, Harry. Madam? Oh, yeah. <laughs> my Christian name is Harry. She left him, indeed, on uneven footing. All of a sudden, she looked at him for a moment. They did not differ much in stature, and her brown eyes were startlingly bright. And then she swept up her skirts and ran. Yeah. Who does that? Have you ever been like, call me Mel, and then just ran away? That's the (laughs) weirdest thing. HBs, get ready at KissCon. I'm going to be like, it's Mel. (gasps) Run away, run away, run away. It's weird. And that means Melody likes you. It does. <laughs> so then he catches her and she's like, uh, I won, 
but she's torn a hem. And then he sits down and he fixes it with his needle and thread because he's a soldier who did that in the war for himself and for Sherry. Mm -hmm. Then, all right, I have a I have one of those things that I'm going to read because I had no idea what it means. Okay. It's like another day, right? Mm -hmm. She decides to go to the paddock because she had rather spend a quarter hour going uphill to the house than treading her business in Bornsea over with her cousin. What? I don't know. I don't know that. I don't know what that means. I know, I know her cousin she's going... is it's Dorcas. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Dorcas the whore cousin. She'd rather is... do something else than... So she's going to the paddock. What happens is Nathaniel has a horse crash that I could not decipher. No, there's a lot of stuff. I listened to it and read it and I still didn't get it. Same. All I know is that at some point he's on the ground and bleeding and he will not let her nurse him. Mm -hmm. And then he has a flashback to when he auditioned for the cavalry. Mm -hmm. In front of Sherry. Mm -hmm. And he's in Nathaniel's and she's, god damn it, she's in Nathaniel's coat and boots. Mm -hmm. And then Sherry accepts him to the cavalry. And then he wakes up in the barn <clears throat> again. And she has brought... You got this. Thank you. She has brought him apples. And my note is where he sleep in honey bandage. <laughs> yes. Because that's what he did. He bandaged himself right up. So then they talk about Sherry being a good friend and how like he's keeping the horse for him and how he couldn't afford to have Malabar otherwise. And she's like, I feel like I know you so well. And he's like, well, do you want to know me better? And then at the end of that interaction, he gives her his coat and then presumably sleeps in the barn more. <laughs> I honestly don't know. I don't know either. Okay. So then this never comes back. The next scene is he goes to the library. He's ruffling through some papers. Rifling. He's ruffling through some papers. He's rifling through some papers. Broad sheets. Moldy ones. Moldy broad sheets. I think those are newspapers. I don't oh, know. Oh, I thought they were like the bookkeeping of the place. <laughs> Maybe. Because then she talks about no one's read broadsheets around here for so long. And then she talks about how when her brother was gone, Sherry was gone to the war, the place was in disarray. And well, I was like, that's okay. What this is. She's a low-key writer. She wrote uh -huh. these like adventure time stories that she yeah. sold to a newspaper, I think, or a broadsheetery oh. under some sort of a pseudonym. A I... pen name. A nom de plume. Because I can speak French sometimes. Yeah. What? We speak French too, Janelle. <laughs> yeah. Janelle. I thought that these were the record keeping pages of the place. Yeah. And on the It was backs, showing her income. No, I thought she was oh. writing on the back of them. Because <laughs> <laughs> they were being used. And she used oh, that for her paper. Fair. God, I'm a moron. <laughs> no, you're not a moron. This is very hard to decipher for us non-England times modern ladies. Watch, these HPs are going to read this book. They're going to be like, we These don't. bitches are so dumb. Yeah, they're idiots. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fine with that, you guys. Sometimes we're idiots. Okay. So basically, she's like, you're so impressive. And I can't believe you're writing all of these like Adventure Time stories. And then they hear a clippity-clop outside of the thing. Dorcas, the whore cousin is afoot. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Justice for Dorcas, like a little bit. A little no, bit hashtag. No, justice Listen, for Dorcas. A little bit. She has seven illegitimate children. I don't give a shit. You get your, you get your sex yeah, on, Dorcas. married. I don't know. Don't fuck your syphilitic husband. 
Don't Super do hair. that. But also, she's that's not Harriet safe. for no reason. Yeah, she's me. Well, Harriet's pretty fast and loose with the "you're an idiot," you know, <laughs> remarks. Fair. So, like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like this is a this is a double double situation. A L- little bit of little bit of justice for what it's a double beautifully situation? sex what else positive. Would you call it? Like a would it be? <laughs> I don't think it's a double-edged sword. <laughs> I don't think it is. <laughs> Maybe it's an asp eating its own tail. Is it a snake with two fangs sharp on both yeah. sides? <laughs> double Maybe it's a snake with a scorpion tail. Oh. Could it just yeah. be a scorpion? <laughs> Because this situation is a scorpion. <laughs> Dorcas and Harriet. <laughs> okay, sorry, here we go. So they're like, we have to get away before Dorcas comes and sees us and we have to talk into her ear holes. And so she's like, secret passage. And I thought, like the duckies book. So I think maybe some duckies are going to come out. Aaron, do you think duckies are going to come out? Do you no, think they came out? I literally thought she jumped out the window. No. <laughs> I thought she jumped off the window. Is that where they go on the roof and she jumped off the window? No, they take a secret passage up a stairwell into up onto the roof. Like like that Highlander time. I was listening to this. I was dusting my bedroom. (laughs) And I thought she climbed out the window and then did like a climb onto the roof. And I was like, Harriet. No. Oh. No. They could have done a murder. But instead, they went out to the roof, and then no duckies come out, you guys. Just uh-uh. FYI. No duckies. Instead, they talk about lady injustice and how they don't get to do anything. It is a very good combo. Yeah. She talks about wanting to shoot. Okay, so I'm going to read this part because this is a, a monumental time. Okay, ready? You can't understand, fumbled Harriet, before the wind could snatch the words away. What it is to be scorned for weakness, to be left behind, to be made invisible. She was not invisible now. Captain Fleming had shed his seven-league stare and looked for all the world as if he did understand. And then a little while later, a moment's fumbling, lips against teeth, chill noses all out of place, and Captain Fleming's fingers went loose in her hair. Harriet slid her own hand into his cued curls, rested her cheek against his, and would not let him shrug away. With the second kiss, he recalled the art, how two people fit and breathe together, and then he pulled back, his look when he met her eyes, half daring, half stunned. Nathaniel, she spoke, and felt him shiver. Again, please. Because <laughs> yeah, he's bad at it. Yeah, it's really bad. Yeah, my note is, kiss on roof. Only indication is clash of teeth. Yeah. I- <laughs> that reminded me of that time where um on The Bachelor one Pablo made out with the opera singer. Is that Charlene? I don't remember. And they had like a real bad kiss, like real bad, like like Ooh. like train wreck bad. It was hard to watch. And then she's like, Can I try it again? <laughs> and then the second one was worse. Oh. But yeah, that's what it reminded me of. That's it was a bad kiss. Noses in the wrong place? Where were the noses? They he they remembered the art of two bodies fitting together and stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah, eventually. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just they had to get the back in the swing of things. Really, it was a real nice conversation about lady rights, and you know, it was because she says, "I, I, I wish I would have been a man so I could go to war." And Nathaniel reminds her that she could have died, and she's like, "But at least I would have learned cool things and done cool things." And he's like, yeah. "I'll teach you the cool things," and she's like, "It doesn't matter if you teach me the cool things. Yeah. I'm still a woman." And yeah, I liked it. I did too. Okay, so then Spaniel is drunk in Sherry's lounge. Wait, Spaniel. Spaniel. He calls him Spaniel, man. Wait, he's drunk? Nathaniel. Spaniel. Nathaniel's yeah, drunk? Nathaniel is drunk. Yeah. For the first time in forever because we've we've heard oh, that yes, he I doesn't like okay, getting okay, drunk. Okay, I'm here, I'm here, I'm here. Yeah. He doesn't like losing his wits. Mm-hmm. I mean, as we'll find out because it's like, it's like the worst thing in the possible world yeah. if he ever loses his wits. Yeah. He's hiding too much. Yeah. So, like boobs. <laughs> All right. So, Sherry is like, me thinks you must have girl troubles. And Spaniel's like, hur, 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 never would I ever. I'm just here for a racing saddle and a fast horse. And then Sherry's like, it's girl troubles. A ball will help with that. I'm funding a ball. Mm-hmm. But he also is like, oh, you want my racing saddle and my schmurschmur and my tack and a lot of yeah. words I don't know. You may as well take my sister, too. And he's like, oh, yeah, I did take And Spaniel's sister. like, on the roof a little bit. That's right. Yeah. Right up there on that roof. I got our duckies out. He didn't. He jumped up off the window and scaled the <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Man, I read it and listened to it. No, I know. I'm I'm a little bit sad that <laughs> I'm I'm gonna be demystifying this a tiny bit for you because I think it's a much more exciting book. <laughs> <laughs> the way that you interpreted it. <laughs> makes me okay. feel dumb. <laughs> no, no, you shouldn't. I had to read it like three times to figure oh. out what was going on. Okay. Okay. So then Sherry sees a figure in breeches shooting a mm-hmm. weapon. And mm-hmm. he's like, get your butt down on your heels. And he's coaching him how to shoot. But then... <gasps> It's Harriet. And he's like, Harriet, how did you get my weapon? What are you doing? And she, he finds out that um, Nathaniel is teaching Harriet to shoot. And uh, Sherry at first is not at all into it, but then he comes around, which is foreshadowing. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, mm, yes. to the ball. Are you ready for the ball? Yeah, the it's ball. It's a country the dance. Ball. Okay, I was thought you meant the bullet type. No. Nah. You're talking about shooting, and somebody said something about taking a ball in the shoulder, and I had to read that 15 times to figure out what no, it meant. No, I hear you. Here we are. I know. Here we are. We're at the ball. I know. The ball room well, time. yeah, because that's a good point. They do talk about Nathaniel's wound mm-hmm. at Orthez, question mark, where he got shot in the shoulder. That'll mm-hmm. come back, you guys. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, she and Dorcas are sniping at each other mm-hmm. about Nathaniel. Dorcas is like, don't forget who you are. He's a captain with zero monies. Mm-hmm. And then she says something like, you can't go after him. And Harriet looks over at Dorcas and she's like, why did you want him? Whore. (laughs) And Dorcas like fucks off real pissed. And she's Uh like, I'm going to pay for that later because Dorcas is going to spread rumors and lies and whatever. Or just the truth, Harriet, maybe. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe keep your enemies closer, Harriet. Right? Maybe you did some whoring on the roof a little bit, Harriet. Maybe you got your duckies out, Harriet. She didn't get her duckies out. She didn't. But listen, she could have. We would have told you if she <laughs> we did. We would have. Yeah. Okay. So then she hmm, she finds him in a barn or a field. And then my note is, no, a tree. Wait. 
My what? note is no bear tree, and I have no idea why. Listen, bear? I, I don't. I don't know. Okay, there's no bear. Leanne, okay. don't get excited. Yeah. So they're they're like in a field, but they're like by the the oak or something. I don't know why he's out there. He talks about doing things with horses. And then she gets up real close to him. And then there's like a finger on a cheek. And then the, the important part about all this is that he kisses her like a man home from war. Oh, yeah. And then somehow we're back in the ball. Yeah. So we took a little walk about side. I don't know why we did that. But now we're back in the ball. Yes. And there's musics and there's people. Mm-hmm. And she tries to get intel on Sherry that is really awkward. Because mm-hmm. Sherry drinks a lot now. And he's haunted, you know. By the ghosts of the French War. Time. That's the one. And she's like, did he have a woman over there? How did my brother fuck while at war? <laughs> <laughs> what question she says is, did he have a woman in Paris? That's all she said. Do she not said- let Melanie convince you that she said the words, how did my brother fuck? <laughs> all right. She's just thinking that maybe he was lovesick a little bit. And then... (laughs) That's a fun interpretation, Aaron. (laughs) She's talking about how he's sad and he's drunk now. I'm kidding. That's the only way to take it. That's literally the only way to take it. I know. Okay. So basically, they... Um, (laughs) Anyway, so Nathaniel Nora... After a, a while, finally says, "Oh wait, yeah. wait, no!" After a while, and what she's blah blah blahing right here is both of them burning Dorcas real good about being a slut. <laughs> I don't remember <laughs> it. They keep on with the Dorcas as a whore commentary. Oh, I don't all throughout that. this. Yeah, and then they dance, and Nathaniel's like, "Yes, Sherry had a lady. The lady is dead, so he can't marry her." And that's sad. It also never comes back. No. Good. I didn't think it did, but I wasn't sure. Okay, cool. No. Also, I don't remember when, but Sherry talks about stealing a woman from Nathaniel. Mm -hmm. And like that kind of comes back, but nothing else. Okay. So now it's the middle of the night, you guys. (laughs) And uh, she, oh, she finds him crying in the window seat. He's sobbing. He's a sobbing mess. He's had a PTSD. Mm-hmm. bad night yes and so then she like sits down with him in the window seat and eventually he falls asleep and then he wakes up screaming and like striking out at her he misses thank goodness and then Aaron is nodding like this is all new information it is <laughs> I remember the window seat and I remember her saying I remember saying look at me and not the ghosts of the dead or something like that yes and Everything else is new. And now this is where mm-hmm. Nathaniel Nora fucks off via the window. Now he climbs out the window. Harriet does not, though. I thought that this was the same window. I thought they were at the same window and like, they, yeah. you know. No, he leaves by the window. Yep. Okay. So then later on, he finds her in a deserted part of the house and she's writing letters. Maybe I don't remember what she's doing. And he's like, lady, I need to leave to London. Because I need to fix up a house that my sister has given me leave to occupy or something like that. And so she's like, you're leaving so soon? You're leaving Bornsey and Bornbrook or whatever the fucking house is called? And he's like, yes, I am. And she's like, well, you'll write to my my brother. 
won't you? Because they're not allowed to write. Bachelors and no. single ladies are not allowed oh, to yeah. write. I remember one time, I forget when, when they were hanging out, yeah. she didn't light the candle that you're supposed to light that tells how long you've been alone with a man. Yeah. Uh-huh. A marked candle yeah. or something like that. A marked candle. I knew what yeah. that was when she said that. I knew I'm that really one, proud of you. there was yeah. one at Mount Vernon, maybe. I don't know. Some cool. history place I went to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. One of those history places. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Yeah. Okay. So then as they're walking out of the house or like out of the deserted part, I don't fucking know, they go by these paintings and they're of her three sisters. And they're like Hestia and Honoria and another H name. And she's like, all of my sisters died in the child bed while they were child bedding. And so that's why I don't want to get married because I will inevitably also die giving birth. Oh, and it's really this. sad. I remember this. Yeah. And then out of fucking left field. Yeah. Nathaniel Nora looks at her and he's like, I'm really sorry for your loss. Also, FYI. You would be in zero danger if you married I me. Don't have a penis for you. She didn't say that. She <laughs> said it it becomes an issue later. She said, I can never give you children, even if you want them. Dun dun dun. So then he gets out. He leaves. He fucks okay. off to London. And I there's don't this think whole that was that out of left field. Because they've made out twice now, so they're pretty much oh, engaged. Yeah. Yeah, they, this they is definitely England are. Times. I mean, she's waiting for a proposal at this point. No, you're totally right. You're totally right. Okay. Except that, so if I were in Nathaniel Nora's shoes and I was with yeah. this lady who was probably expecting a proposal but was telling me I don't want to get married and tried to broadcast the fact that, like, she doesn't want one, I would want mm. to tell her that if I proposed to her, she would still be safe saying yes. That's true. I would yeah. also want to tell her. I'm a woman. I have been this whole time. I probably yes. shouldn't propose to you before you know that. Yeah. Mm. We'll get there. <laughs> but we'll we'll just push pause on that one. <laughs> Put a pin in that one. Um, Because now it becomes an epistolary romance, which is a term I learned this year. <laughs> what is it? <laughs> <laughs> it's a romance via letter writing. Oh, I knew that. I knew that. I knew that. We read yeah, one. yeah, 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 yeah. Yep. Did we? Let's get textual was an epistolary. Oh, I guess it was technically an epistolary romance. romance. That's the one. Yeah. Okay, so then all of a sudden, Nora, nope, Harry is like, I am writing to you now. I hope you don't think that's too forward and too blah, blah, blah. So then here's here's a paragraph for you. So after they start writing, it says, it was never more than a handful of days after that before a letter arrived. Eleanor kept them tucked into the slats of the box bed in the chamber she had taken for herself. As October raced toward Guy Fawkes night, I had to press pause on the audible to be like, remember, remember the first of November. I because I was I like, had no idea what that there meant. There's so much weird references to like England time songs. And England yeah. time holidays and England mm-hmm. time nights and twelfth nights and fifth and nights Batman. and seventh nights and Batman. And when she said Guy Fox night, and I was like, yeah. I know that date. I know <laughs> when like I looked around my empty house to be like, Can I tell hey, anybody that that's the that's one right. I know? That's right. Yeah. It, it took psyched. me a minute. Yeah. All right. Didn't understand anything else in that paragraph. Yeah, wait, no, I'm not done. Okay, as as October raced toward Guy Fawkes' night, that did not suffice. The earliest ones she bound up and stowed in her campaign chest, hidden safe among her mother's things. 
until she found a small hoard of coin in her grandmother's Sunday box, Eleanor's diet tended <laughs> sharpish toward brown bread and postage. So, <laughs> I thought that meant she was eating stamps. But that's not <laughs> <laughs> What's a Sunday box? I don't want to know. know what a Sunday box is. It's a box. It's a if different we kind of box. Yeah, on so this podcast, say the words Sunday box. We're talking about something dirty. We're talking about pussies, you guys. <laughs> on this Sunday. <laughs> That's right. Sabbath. Church pussies. Sabbath pussies. <laughs> All right. Uh, okay. At least this is, that was, Sabbath pussies is deep in the middle of this episode. So That's hopefully right. only our true fans will hear it. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully only like 2,000 people heard me say. That's the one. <laughs> okay. Okay. So then, so then she writes Harry a letter that says, I don't have any prospects and I have no monies and I don't have a penis, but I haven't told you that yet. <laughs> However, <laughs> can I court you? And Harry is so cute. Harry writes back with no greeting, no words other than a big fat yes. You make it just says yes. Yeah. Because now they're gonna go a court and she's I gonna be a court. On Nathaniel Nora's part. I what? felt like why she needs to know she's a woman before yeah, she sure. agrees yeah. to be courted by her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I know from various sense and sensibilities that if you <laughs> get courted and mm-hmm. there's no proposal at the end and everybody knows you're a courting and you you're a damaged good. To, yeah. There's a reason. That's true. And you're not going to get proposed to. And in Harriet's situation, I don't know that that matters so much because she shared that she doesn't want to get married, but she at least has the well, right Well, she's also 28. Yeah. So I she's mean, technically a spinster, I guess, which is crazy to me. But yeah. It's apparently embarrassing to date yes. someone and not get a proposal at the end. And That's true. Even if she maybe doesn't want to get married, she maybe doesn't want to get embarrassed either. That's true. And so I think she had the right to know before the courtship. And yeah, I agree with that. Before the engagement, Nora. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Anyway, but we have pressed pause on that. And though. before the smooches, honestly. I mean, I okay you, with this. Can you consent to a smooch with somebody when you don't know? I don't know. Like, yeah, I know. Because it, cause it like was like so firmly binary at that point like there there wasn't yeah in in england times i guess it's it's something that if so so she was smooched by nathaniel and everybody knew about Uh it for whatever reason maybe they got caught in england dorcas yeah whatever it's not that bad if she gets caught smooching a guy it's a little bit bad she's a little ruined however if later nathaniel is found out as nora that's the end of harriet like, as a person. Like, she's no longer able to, like, socialize with anyone ever again. Well, and technically, it is illegal at that point. Yes, Being a gay man is a hanging offense. Being a gay woman would, like, get you, I think, the pillory, they said. Yeah. I Technically, they could be hanged, but I don't think it was done in practice. Mm-hmm. I don't know. I think maybe not. I, at that time, I think it's tantamount to like wearing a mask or saying you're a person that you're not. Like I, I get in, in like current times when things are pretty fluid and like. Yeah. But back then, I think she could not consent to a kiss without knowing. Well, especially since a kiss is like pre-engagement. Yeah, it's like not a I'm thing saying. you throw around. You're totally right. Yeah. Yeah. I yeah, thought Nathaniel Nora was a pretty big asshole for giving her that smooch twice. Fair. 
Okay. Okay. All right. So it's Christmas tide times. And it's Harry 12th, and Sherry. Twelfth, fifth night. It's those. First night. That's the one. Camel night. <laughs> Oyster ice cream night. Wise men night. Yeah, wise men night. That's the one. Murr. <laughs> Frankincense. Murr is my favorite one. Murr. <laughs> <laughs> Okay. Sorry, I'll just use any excuse there is to talk about the Mount Vernon camel. <laughs> you know it, I know it. Everybody knows it, Aaron. Everybody knows it. Girl, they're on a boat. <laughs> okay. Harry and Sherry are in, in London town and they're at a salon party of some sort. Fleming is playing and Harry approaches and Sherry apparently knows that they've been canoodling of various ways because of Dorcas. So the next day, Sherry confronts Spaniel and he is not pleased. And he's like, I don't want you carrying on with my sister. And he goes, Spaniel, you kissed her. And then Spaniel goes, I? The captain gazed up, surprising or surpassing unruffled, kissed her hand at least in my sight. And she is a lady gently bred. And I dare say a friend, friend, nothing. Think you I have abstained long enough to mistake a woman thoroughly kissed your house is sure this is where i lost it i was okay up until now but this is where i lost it i have no idea what this means your house is short up at the beams by kissing boughs it might have been a dozen bow with nothing to do as every girl at the party was launched at your head i what who that no like who is who is saying what to who so that's nathaniel oh. talking to Mm-hmm. Yeah. So Nathaniel Nora is saying to the other one, Sherry, Sherry, you smooch a lot. No. Yeah. Read but he again. doesn't. No, but he doesn't. That's the whole thing. In the scene previous, he's he, like, he's basically like, you live in a right. house built on kissing with so many kisses oh. to support it, and all the girls were putting their faces <laughs> on your faces. Is that not what it is? Oh. That could be. That could be what it is. That's then, what I think. What a, I don't know. It doesn't make sense. But it doesn't bow with nothing to do. D- does that mean he's saying that it could have been any of a dozen dudes kissing up on Harry? Is he throwing oh. her under a bus right now? I because hope not. all the ladies are going after Sherry? That's not how his... I read that, but I don't know how I read that. I think I read that as nothing. I don't know that I did read that, honestly. 70% <laughs> of this book <laughs> meant nothing to me. <laughs> I tried so hard. It's just time okay. that I'll never get back that I just stared at words that meant nothing to me. It's just nothing time in my life. It's a sweet story once you get through the it England is. Times jargon, but it's like you got to get your machete out, man, to just hack through those weeds. I think we're going to do two episodes on this book, Melody. <laughs> yeah, I think so, too. I, I think so, too. How did that happen? Listen, it happens sometimes. <laughs> well... <laughs> You don't have to, like, sit me down and pat me on the head and tell me that we sometimes have to do two episodes. I've been there. I know. Man. Okay. I know. I wasn't expecting to be this funny. I didn't. That's, that's the, the biggest I've problem. I've been dreading this episode all week because I'm like, I have nothing to say because I, I don't, don't know what to know say. what happened. I know. <laughs> Instead, we just said, we don't know what happened for an hour and 15 minutes. I, I hope know. you've enjoyed this episode, HB's. There's another one on the way. What's up? Wait, we can get to the proposal at least. And Mm -hmm. then we can can be done. Okay, so here's what's up. 
All right. He's basically like, at the end of this tete-a-tete, which I think is a thing. I honestly don't know what that means either. I shouldn't say words. I don't know what that means. At the end of this confrontation, Sherry's like, you just need to be careful not to ruin my sister. Come eat a roast pig. We roasted a pig because it's Christmas. That's like almost verbatim, you guys. Yeah. And then it's not because it's Christmas. It's like roast pig. Christmas. Christmas. Yeah. <laughs> like the way that the roast pig is brought up, it's like, well, you know how we have that roast pig. Christmas. Right. Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it's great. I thought it was hams. Well, that, yes, that is a pig. But I didn't think That's it was like pigs. a whole pig. I thought it was just the ham part. Pig roast, pig roast, pig, pig roast. roast. Pig you pig had roast. your pig roast at the wrong time. You didn't know. Oh, now well, you know. we're going to have a Halloween pig roast this year. Cool. Okay. Creepy. Mostly for pig. Sorry. Creepy pig roast. Sorry. Ghostly pig roast. So haunted by the pig. We're gonna hang some synthetic webs on a pig roast. Oh yeah. Totally. It's gonna be good. Okay. So then there's a night in England town. Nope. London town. Where She's like, I'm going to propose. And there's this whole scene in which she talks to another dude about talking to Harry. Right. And she's like, I have a thing I need to say to her. I have a thing that I could say to her, probably. And then she goes through the door. This and then this sentence happens. It says, Fleming had several heartbeats time to think on on the provost marshal, the pillory, Harriet's cut direct semicolon i know she thought she had steel enough for all but the last i know what a provost yeah. marshal is that's a what's cops. what's a provost that's marshal. cops okay we have those in the military oh actually oh. she's talking about court marshals what up <gasps> i know about court oh. marshals i know yeah, what you a do? Marshal is. um okay yeah, so that's she's cops. talking about being court marshaled great mm-hmm. yes because they would maybe find out that she's a lady which would be against militariness Oh man, I've never celebrated harder. Dance. My shoulders are going. <laughs> I don't know that it's a military thing. Let me Google it so you can cut it. If it's not, you're not going to because you might not cut it when though. I look stupid. <laughs> I don't cut it when I look stupid either. No, <laughs> no, it's, we're just transparent with that's our brand. Okay, it, that's it our is, brand. Unfortunately, we're just two ladies bumbling the fuck around. So Harriet's cut direct. I think is like a rebuke or a, oh, it is a court martial. Yes. Excellent. Okay. So she she's basically saying, I'm fine with being punished. Mm-hmm. I just don't have the stones to be rejected by Harriet. But what she should I be think. thinking about is being transparent with Harriet and letting yeah, her make a decision. Honest. Educated decision. girlfriend. And yeah. also that Harriet could well be punished. You know, maybe Nora's cool getting punished by yeah, 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 yeah. It's it's just as much of a crime for Harriet to be smooching up on her. Yeah, and Harriet doesn't know. Mm-hmm. Not okay. I know. And there's been they've tossed around the phrase "on date" like seventeen times because Dorcas has been running her mouth. I finally broke down and looked it up. Mm-hmm. It's one says in French, which means like a rumor or gossip or whatever. Oh. So she's like. This has become an on date. Uh. Uh-huh. French Times. And uh, so this there is you not go. a French Times book. There is It's not. No such thing as French Times. Okay? No, it's a smattering French Times book. This they smatter it all the way through. All right. That's right. Okay. okay. 
So <laughs> earlier you said adventure times. These are times that are not canon. I just want to oh know. Oh my God, I'm so sorry. Melody just keeps talking about times and I don't want anyone to think this is canon because it's not. The end. Aaron is in charge of the times I cannons. Am, yes. Thank so you. I will not shoot any times anymore out of our <laughs> cannons. <laughs> okay. So then. The next day, all of a sudden, they're in like a library or a somewhere more casual with less people around. Mm -hmm. And then she finally does propose. Yes. So the proposal finally happens. She talks about like making a mare's nest of it, which I thought was both charming and completely unintelligible. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But it was fine. Then she does propose and Harriet's like, yes, I will marry you. And then Spaniel's like, great, let's go tell Sherry. And she's like pulling her by the arm out we'll the door. We'll make this a twelfth night to remember. Yeah, that's the one. Mm -hmm. And then Harry's like, but wait, we gotta fuck first. <laughs> so then they says, like start no, kissing no. up. They say, let's go. No. Nathaniel <laughs> Nora says, let's go tell Sherry and make this the best twelfth night of your brother's of life. All of them. And Harriet says, let's do that in a little bit. Please spend half an hour with me. Let's pass half fuck the hour. She does not oh, say fucking. Pew, she pew, just pew, says, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> just visit with me. Fireworks. Oh fucking times. <laughs> That's not what but I then guess. what does Harriet do? Ooh. Starts the fucking. <laughs> so maybe so, that's what she means. I don't know. So they're making Tiatskis yeah. on a, a beanbag somewhere, I'm, I think. No. And then. <laughs> when did you become me? <laughs> no. On a beanbag? In England, <laughs> England has beanbag. What are they going to do with those black beans? What are they going to do with those chickpeas, I ask you? Eat them. Put them in a bag. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Guys, nobody lost for shit. <laughs> okay, so they're so making then. out. Yeah. And guess then what? It turns Harry out Nathaniel puts has her hand no down her pants. Whatsoever. Yeah, it's she not goes. There. She goes down there. So Harry puts her hand down his breeches and finds a muff there instead. And then she freaks out, you I guys. Would too. It is I I want to hope I wouldn't, but fuck it would be surprising. Uh England times you would freak the fuck out. I I know. Oh, uh, but it's like bad. This does not have to do with England times woke or Present day times wokeness. No. I see you no. wringing your hands, but no, you would freak the fuck out in England times. Listen. Yeah. I think it's more because this, I feel like to Harriet would be so, she's so like, she's an Earl's sister. Like, you know, she's very proper and like rules and stuff. Yeah. I felt that when, okay, so Nathaniel has already said, I can't have kids. Just FYI. Mm -hmm. I honestly thought her first reaction was going to be, he lost his penis in the war. <laughs> like, I honestly thought <laughs> she was going to be yeah. like, oh, so that's why you can't have kids is your penis was lost. And then yeah. he was going to have to be like, no, I'm a lady. <laughs> <laughs> but no, she jumps right to lady. Probably. Yeah. Because... So she's like, get away from me. Get off. Oh, like, she's you've like, been stand away from time. me, sir. I mean, madam. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. And then it says, Eleanor had reached to comfort Harriet Who is Nora. without thinking exactly Nora, Eleanor, Eleanor Nora and so then she's like Harry wait cry you mercy and Harriet caught a ragged breath oh god I can't bear it you had my heart and I was every moment deceived mm -hmm. 
And like, yeah, that's true. Yes. And then she says, we are at an end, sir. Madam. Mm-hmm. Oof. 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 I think this is also the appropriate time to say, I do not yeah. think this is a transgender book. No, it's not. No. I don't think that Nora at any time wanted... I think it was wanted... presented to us. Yes. I don't remember. I think I remember. Point, I know I've read something that says this is about a transgender woman, but I do not think yeah. that to be the case. No, she's a she refers to herself as she her all the time in yes. her, her inner monologue and she we find out later she only takes up her brother's commission mm-hmm. because she essentially had no choice and because she had sort of been like brought up with the boys mm-hmm. already. So I think she just enjoys the freedoms of being a man and yeah. the clothing and the things she gets to mm-hmm. do and all those things that Harriet also yearned for. Right. So I, I just want it because we're like doing sirs and madams and all that kind of stuff. So yeah, I just yeah. want to make sure we're all clear. I'm certain from this narrative that this is a book about lesbians and not a yeah. Nora Nora identifies as a cisgender yes. lesbian woman. Yes, yes, yeah. So then she approaches her in the salon a little bit later, and she asks if they can just like write for friendship's sake. And Harry says they can't be friends. And Nora says, you hate me so much then. And she goes, I don't hate you. I don't know you. And then they walk out of the salon, Aaron. And then she's like, I was there. I you read forget it. yourself, sir. And she's like, I forget myself. I wasn't the one with my hand down my pants. And then she 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 tosses punch in her face, you guys. She yeah. tosses punch in her face. Yeah. And she like punches her in the nose. Oh, Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, in wait, the salon. No, you're not talking yeah, about when they that. were making yeah. out. So when she found out that she was actually a woman, she punched her in the face, you guys, and broke her yeah. nose. Yeah, she was bleeding everywhere. Okay, and now Nora she tosses punch everywhere. in her face. But yeah. just FYI, I feel like tosses punch in her face could be a way that this book phrases punched her in the face. <laughs> that's saying. true. So that's that's what I thought true. you were referring to. <laughs> no, you're right. Okay. All right, and so that's where we're gonna end. Oh my god. This episode i'm gonna have to read it again <laughs> you're not gonna have to read it again i'm gonna tell you the plot okay in I the next episode anything that happens that's fine like next episode <laughs> is gonna be one in which melody tells aaron what happened and i'm gonna do my best to be accurate <laughs> i'm not try. making no I'm promises gonna though. i'm gonna try i'm gonna try yeah okay all right okay aaron do you have a lady love? I have a lady love. Okay, good. If you do not, I will think about it. My lady love is an oldie but a goodie, and that is Cautious Tracy Chapman. Oh. <laughs> I thought you were going to do a Tracy callback. Tracy Chapman, you guys. Yeah. No. Tracy motherfucking Chapman. Uh-huh. I have been in a Tracy Chapman mood lately, and so I've just been having Alexa play me some Tracy Chapman songs. And oh my God, she is just good for the soul. So yeah, that's it. And I have another lady love, and that is yes. Lizzo's VMA performance in oh, front of yeah. a giant inflatable ass. It was good. It was good. I just, I just, oh, all right. Those are my two things. So going off of your Tracy Chapman one, mm-hmm. I have sometimes talked. Well, I think it was maybe on our Patreon patron or patron mm. that's what i call it now after reading this book on a patreon yeah. episode of my love for my brother and my, my brother and me the bim bam yeah. uh maximum fun 
podcast network podcast. God, I could have said that a lot better. Uh, so <laughs> uh, episode 413 is called Faster Car, where they talk about the Tracy Chapman song <laughs> Fast Car. And then they I mean, sing a he's song got a about- fast car. What? Go ahead. They sing a song about like the sequel, I think, to that song called Faster Car, and it is oh, no. very funny. So if you're <laughs> listening to Tracy Chapman for uh, Melody's Lady Love this week, listen to that episode of My Brother, My Brother, and Me. Uh, love it. Thirteen Faster Car. It's very funny. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. All right listener here's the thing you can find us on social media all over the fucking place and you have if you haven't given us a like or like followed us or whatever you're missing out is what i'm telling you yeah. so come join the fun it's your loss it's that's your right loss on twitters we are at heaving underscore bosoms on instagram we are at heaving bosoms on facebook we are heaving bosoms podcast then we have the heaving bosoms podcast geriatric friendship cult which i love to its marrow Mm-hmm. And then Aaron has made us a beautiful website that is called www.heavingbosomspodcast.com, where there are links to our Patreon. If you want to just go straight to the Patreon, that's patreon.com forward slash heavingbosomspodcast. Then we also have merch on Redbubble, which you can find through our website. And I feel like that's fucking it. Yeah. All, all of these things you can find on the... If you go to the website and you go to the drop-down men- menu, you can get, like, the HB Reading Embrace, the merch, the Patreon, all yeah. the social media. Like, that's a hub. If you, It's not always up-to-date episode-wise, but at least you can find all those things. And Aaron made a link tree on our Instagram bio, which continues to be incredible. So you can find it there, too. Yeah. All the things. Um, And on our Twitter, I think. Sure. Also, guys, listen, Uh-oh. the bribe has not been fruitful as of late. Like, I know some uh, of you are li- waiting for your bribe. You're books, new. Like, yeah. Uh, a year and a half. Listen, hey, hey, it's ladies, gonna, it's, it's, a, it's years long, you guys. Yeah. But here's the thing. Review us on iTunes. Just out <laughs> of the kindness of your heart. Because having reviews on iTunes really helps us for getting new listeners and yeah. for getting other podcasts to take us seriously and getting advertisers mm-hmm. to take us seriously because they can't look at our download numbers to know that we're serious. All they can do is look about how many reviews we have on iTunes. So it's really the yeah. only thing we can present to the world besides how many Twitter followers we have that says this is the number of people that listen to this podcast. So yeah, uh, it helps people find us and it helps us get credibility. So Please, out of the goodness of your heart, or for the bribe, but just know you're going to be waiting a long time. Okay, thanks. Yeah, I would love to see our Apple Podcast review number go over 400. That would be incredible. Are we close? Aren't we like in the 370s? We're close-ish, yeah. yeah. So it's it's an attainable goal. I'm only working on attainable goals lately because that is what's best for my mental <laughs> That's health. That's lady love as well. Yeah, attainable goals, bitches, do uh-huh. that. So yeah, um, yeah, it really helps us. And and actually, if you want to review us on whatever your podcatcher of choice is, if you can't get to Apple Podcasts, that also just like warms our heartstrings. And sometimes it's super needed. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you have things you want us to review, send us an email at heavingbusinesspodcast at gmail.com and we will read it and probably consider it. <laughs> so. <laughs> okay, so keeping a badass and love yourself as much as you love getting away from those frogs. Like, 
they're just jumping. <laughs> what it is? <laughs> Sticking their tongues out and trying to catch you like a fly. And they're being can, all slimy. Oh, yeah, they're slimy. They got warts. You can get away from those frogs. You're doing well. <laughs> Thank goodness what? somebody saved Malabar. Why are they capitalized? <laughs> now I know. Frogs with a capital F. <laughs> now I understand. <laughs> yeah. That's right. Lovers love oh, that much. Right. Yeah, that much. <laughs> <laughs> it's a lot. Right. Okay, love you. love you. Bye. Hey, you. Yes, listener, you. Are you loving the show? If so, please leave a rating and review in your podcast app. The 90 seconds you take to say something nice not only helps new people find the show, but it makes me super smile over at HBHQ. Also, I've had a few people ask, and the answer is yes, we are still doing the five-star bribe. If you leave us a review with five stars, then we'll do whatever book you want. We're real, real deep into the list, though, so it might be a while. Ah! Lilas. Okay, back to the show.